This episode of the Retro Network Time Machine is brought to you by Retro Days, a fun online community at retro-daze.org and the Retro Days YouTube channel featuring the RD's Retro Detention series. Click the links in today's show notes to connect now. And by HalloweenCostumes.com, the biggest and best selection of Halloween costumes, accessories, and decorations online. The biggest selection means over 10,000 costumes from your favorite pop culture properties in comics, video games, movies, television, and more. The best selection means costumes to fit anyone. Kids, parents, couples, groups, plus size, and even sexy costumes. And of course, HalloweenCostumes.com has the best retro costume selection, including Optimus Prime and Bumblebee transforming costumes in adult and kid sizes. Disney, Ghostbusters, Cobra Kai, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, ALF, Beetlejuice, The Smurfs, and more, including over 3,500 exclusive designs. And don't forget one of the Retro Network's favorite items, those ugly Halloween sweaters. Check out the brand new designs for 2021 like Scooby-Doo, Pennywise, and Care Bears. Plus, you can now get the ugly Halloween sweater designs on face masks. Click over to HalloweenCostumes.com right now using the Retro Network's promo link in today's show notes and save 20% off one in-stock item now through November 6th, 2021. HalloweenCostumes.com the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! It's time for the Retro Network Time Machine to double back to pop culture past once again. Your pilots are here. Jason and Mickey is back with me this week. Did you uh, secure our plutonium to keep the show going? Do what? <laughs> Did you secure I our did. plutonium? I listened. I listened to the show. Okay, good, good. No, no, I couldn't find any. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're in trouble then. How you been, man? I'm a little tired tonight. I got my second COVID shot today, and it's, uh, I think, having some small effects on me. Oh, I've heard it have big effects on many people that I know. Well, it's a lot of people I know have had some small stuff. Uh, the wife and kids, all when they got the second shot, they you couldn't tell. But hopefully it just makes me feel a little tired like it is right now. Yeah. The person I share an office with, the other manager over in the department, she got her second one and she was out for two days, man. <laughs> it just kicked her something awful. So hopefully you'll get the mild side of that. But uh, I have to work tomorrow. I'm the only supervisor in the building tomorrow, but we have team leads now. So I told my boss, I'm like, I'll be here. Even if I feel like crud and sit in the office all day, I'll just make decisions and make plans <laughs> to conquer the world and they can go out and do the legwork. So put your feet up and get this done and get that done. And mm-hmm. I'll uh, sit here and scroll through the new Halloween stuff that's out. How about that? Yeah. I will <laughs> call you. I will call you if you need me. <laughs> yeah, I see you have been out. You've been posting some stuff up in the lounge, and I think we've uh, both gotten some goodies and tried some goodies. So what you been finding over there? Uh, the new Mountain Dew Voodoo. 
which I won't ruin for you. Have you tried it yet? You already ruined it in the lounge, man. Well, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. You didn't have to read it, though. <laughs> I didn't have to read the lounge, yeah. No. No, it's fine. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't told the kids yet either, so they don't know. So I'll still keep that kind of rolling along. It's not my favorite version of Mountain Dew, but it wasn't bad. But uh, speaking of Mountain Dew, I, I just learned there is an exclusive Kroger Mountain Dew dropping next week. Or this yeah. week, as you're listening to this, the Apple right. one. Right. Apple. Oh, I posted that's... that in the lounge. Okay. That's where I heard it then. Yeah. That's, uh, that's got my attention. Yeah. Sounds a lot better than that flame and hot crap. Oh yeah. Right? Mm. <laughs> what else you've been finding? I saw you found the pumpkin delights already. I'm so jealous. Oh yeah. Big display at the store. Big display. Mm. We're in the heart of little Debbie country here though. I mean, it's not surprising to find it this soon. Yeah. I have not had one yet though. But we secured a box. We've just not opened it yet. Or at okay. least I have, if my oldest has or not. She's a fiend for those things. <laughs> we tried the uh, Skittles Shriekers. Have you tried those yet? I did. I did. What did you think? Well, they the sweet ones had a really good flavor to them. And the sour ones were just like, they weren't sweet. <laughs> they yeah, weren't yeah really, there was no I mean, flavor. No flavor in well, the sour ones. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 it's a better, I would rather have that than the zombie though. I agree. That's what I was hoping for that. The non-sour ones were going to be sweet or at least a, a sweeter flavor. So you'd get that real kind of pucker when you get that sour one. Yeah. Uh, I the got sour one, like, one right away. I was like, I don't think this is a regular one. <laughs> the sour one should be like extreme sour. Mm-hmm. something whoo boy that's not that's a bad one <laughs> yeah but you know not taste nasty like the zombie did yeah i think they did yeah. a good job we did also you ever have i'm sorry the sweet heat i don't know if they've done a sweet heat skittles or not yes i love those yes. the cinnamon heat oh that was good yeah i like yeah. those a lot i actually uh i think i picked up a bag in ollie's one time <laughs> way <laughs> after they had been out for a while but uh, actually, it could have been just soon after they'd been out because I don't think they were a really big hit. And all that stuff goes to Ollie's as well. But we got the uh, Nerds Candy Corn, too. Have you tried that? No, I took pictures, of, or my daughter took pictures of it at her work, but we've not picked it up yet. It's uh doesn't taste like Nerds to me. The strawberry one, you kind of get that Nerd strawberry, but everything else... I said uh, to the kids, have you ever had Spree candy? I used to love Spree. They have a chewy version of Spree now that Mm -hmm. I've had, and that's what those taste like to me. It's more of a Spree taste than what I'm getting from, you know, nerds. Well, they're made by the same company, so it makes sense. It's interesting, though. They've they've got the uh, hard candy shell on the outside, and then they have like two different flavors on the inside. That's the gummy part or gel part, whatever you want to call it. And uh, interesting texture, but yeah, it doesn't taste too much like nerds to me. If they would have made them like more in the shape of a nerd, that's what they need to do, you know, with those, like the little nerd character. But then it wouldn't look like candy corn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess it's all part of the gimmick. Yeah. So... Yeah, so we picked up those two things. I saw you uh, 
posted some other treats and stuff over on Retro Ramblings. I did see the uh, Halloween Pop Rocks. I can't remember what they called that. Uh, they, they were just like a pumpkin orange or something. Yeah, or Halloween like a, orange, like a, just orange Pop Rocks. So. Yeah. And we've seen some other stuff. The caramel uh, apple candy corn and all those different uh, candy now corn flavors. That was flavors the there. first time I had seen those in those individual bags like that. Mm-hmm. We bought a caramel apple candy corn either last year or year before last, and it was pretty good. Okay. Well, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, though. You know, like, I want to save some of that stuff for closer to Halloween. I don't want to taste everything now. I guess that's why you're well, saving the pumpkin delights, right? Yeah. Uh, but also, we're trying some of this stuff now because the last couple of years, it's like it comes and goes so fast. Other than the pumpkin delights, which we seem to always be able to find. But around here, if you don't snag it when you see it, it's just gone. Like the Monster Mash cereal. I grabbed it as soon as I saw it. Yeah. I didn't want to let that pass me by this year. Yeah, I'm still hunting that hunting all the monster cereals and everything they have to offer this year. I've not seen any of that yet. So maybe this weekend we'll find some fun stuff. All right. Uh, just a couple things I found for, uh, have you heard Mick? Have you heard that Pringles is getting in the Halloween season this year? And they, I don't think they're doing any special flavors, but they're having glow in the dark cans. Oh, well, that's nice. I thought that was a fun touch to uh, get people in the Halloween uh, season. Two flavors with the glow in the dark, sour cream and onion and the original. Hmm. So I saw pictures over here on Chew Boom. I've seen it on some other places as well. The uh, kind of before and after for the glow in the dark cans. But that would be something collectible, you know, to to keep around. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty fun. Over on uh, kind of in a streaming mood here. I'm a big fan of uh, Pluto TV. I don't know if it's just the the format or whatever, but have you heard they added a Garfield channel? Garfield and Friends. not. 24-7. I thought that was a nice touch. Well, Ben, is how you like the uh, Pluto format or whatever, have you noticed that Tubi now has live TV features? Oh, no. I haven't, yeah. uh, haven't been over there in a minute. Now, when you get on the app, it, it gives you four choices. It's uh, movies, TV shows, live or channels or something. I've not checked it out. I just know it's there. I just go straight to the on-demand stuff. That's my speed. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check that out and uh, report back next time. Because every once in a while, I'll jump over to Tubi to watch a movie, but I'm not over there. And I swear, I could watch. You know, I'm a big fan of Tubi. Mm-hmm. I believe if I could not afford any streaming service, I could still be happy with just Tubi, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even yeah. using the other free services. Absolutely, man. Castaway is on there right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, they're getting some really good stuff. I mean they they have that whole like B movie section. The what do they call it? A uh, full moon movies or something? Full that, moon features. Yes, uh, you know they've got that whole thing covered to the max but they're still getting the regular and you know like blockbuster type movies as well Mm -hmm. they're like the ollies of streaming they just get the stuff after everybody else (laughs) true true yeah (laughs) you can uh, dust some stuff off there and find some fun stuff uh as well 
Uh, one final thing to to get you in the kind of Halloween and upcoming Thanksgiving season. Honey Baked Ham is doing pumpkin spice glazed turkey breast. Have mm-hmm. you heard about that? I think they've done that before, haven't they? I want to say they did. have. Yeah. And somebody has. I'm not close enough to any of that those types of restaurants to go try it, though. So. Mm-hmm. You read those headlines, drool for a second, and move on, knowing that I haven't <laughs> had a chance to get it. So, all right. Well, that's uh, all I had for. Have you heard? You want to go ahead and jump in the time machine and get going? Oh yeah, we can. Where are we going this week, man? We're going back to 1993 to talk about what a great year it was, and all. Well, not all because we don't have all night, but a lot, <laughs> uh, several other things that we both individually enjoyed in the from the year 93 yes i wrote several things down i'm planning to just kind of be spontaneous on what i picked because there was some great stuff in 93 that was uh my junior year well going into my junior year in high school and that would have been what uh freshman for you Mm, no freshman was 92 i was 15 in 93 okay so i have come out of my freshman year and started my sophomore year okay so you're just a a year behind me well this is fun man a lot of great memories uh from that time so let's go ahead and jump in the time machine and head back to 1993. All right, we have arrived in 1993. What a fun year for pop culture, man. Just mm-hmm. going through some of this stuff uh, and thinking about, I was thinking more about my favorites and, or at least a lot of the stuff I enjoyed. How did you approach this? I mean, was there any particular strategy? <clears throat> no, I just started writing down uh, stuff that immediately jumped out to me because the stuff you remember the most, you must have enjoyed or been into. So some minor events and some are other things, but, uh, I had no real strategy. I made a list and I had, I just stopped after I probably wrote down 25 things in five minutes. I'm like, well, that's more than enough. And I just went back through and started a few things to talk about this time. I'm sure we can hit this year again in the future. And I think there's a lot of years I could do this with, with uh, (laughs) a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, there was a couple of things I'm like, wait, what year was this? And it was 92 or 94. So I know I've got some other stuff around this time as well. We can make these lists pretty easily. But you want to throw something out there? Get us started? Sure. Well, since it's uh, college football season that's kicked off, one of my favorite things about 1993 was November 13th, 1993, the game of the century when Notre Dame beat Florida State University. Both teams were 9-0 and going into the game, and Florida State was ranked one, and Notre Dame was ranked number two. And one of the cooler things, a little trivia note for you history buffs here, the hype for the game was so huge, it was the first time ever that ESPN broadcast college game day live from a stadium instead of in the studio, and it was that for the game. Huh. It started a tradition at that point. They're somewhere live every week now. But uh, Notre Dame won that game, batted down a Charlie Ward pass, final play of the game to keep Florida State from coming back. Unfortunately, seven days later, they lost the 12th-ranked Boston College. (laughs) Mm. They had the number one ranking for about five days. 
I don't remember the hype for that game. Obviously, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. Uh, you would remember that more than I would, but yeah. Well, but what sucked though was Notre Dame beat Florida State, then they lost to Boston College. Mm-hmm. They go to bowl games. Notre Dame and Florida State both win, but Florida State is voted national champion. Both teams with one loss, but Florida State finishes ahead of the team that. Beat. Yeah, I hate that because they beat them. In other words, and then you're going to they finish with the same record and you put them ahead. That's why as much as people still complain about the playoff and everything, I think it's a lot better than what we used to have to sit and wait. Okay. How are they going to vote this week? You know, yeah. Penn state got screwed out of a championship there that one year with uh, Nebraska when we went undefeated and yeah, playoff is much better. Okay, um, I'm going to start off my 1993 list with some must-see TV, must-see MTV. I was glued to Beavis and Butthead. You're stealing one off my list now, too. (laughs) (laughs) The the minute that that dropped, and it just kind of blew up amongst my friends. Have you watched Beavis and Butthead? And... You know, it, the cartoon and the, you know, the, the kind of series is fun and all, but it was all about them reacting to the music videos, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I, I've never bought the series or I've never gone out. I assume it's just, they don't cut in the, the music videos or they don't have the rights to the music videos. I could be wrong, no. but no, they don't. It's all just the yeah, animated see, part. That was fun and all, but. I I don't know. It was just fun to watch them. What they thought was cool. What they thought was just, you know, horrible. And <laughs> I don't know. I was glued to watching Beavis and Butthead. Well, when they brought it back numerous years ago, instead of riffing on music videos, they were riffing on clips of other MTV shows like Jersey Shore, Teen Mom, or whatever those shows were. So that was a good concept. But if you're interested, Paramount Plus has all of the original Beavis and Buttheads, just okay. none of the music videos. And I've and tried to watch them. Yeah, some of it's still entertaining, but you, what you end up realizing, if you don't already as an individual, <laughs> that was the real draw to the show, was the music videos. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember one of those, it might have, it's probably that summer in 93 when the county fair came to town and me and my bud Wyatt just, the whole time we were at the fair, we were Beavis and Butthead back and forth to each other. I mean, we just <laughs> were over the moon for that show. And, oh gosh, I loved it so much. Well, you took one of mine, so I need to go with something else. <laughs> well, we've got like 25 on our lists, man. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. going to be taking well, it's easy. Stuff. So I got a movie from 1993, but I didn't discover it until after 1993. Okay. But still, okay. It's, it's still one, uh, still a great movie. And that's Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie has Matthew McConaughey in it. It's so quotable. Like every line he has in that movie is quotable. <laughs> every line he has would work for a yearbook quote. You could put just about anything he said into somebody's yearbook and, and it would be a cool quote, but I don't, I probably discovered around 96 was probably the first time I saw it. And 
you know, we're old souls at heart, even though we identify more with the eighties and nineties than the seventies. It just felt like watching that, that I was born in the wrong era that I should have come up through the seventies right? Uh, and been a part of that culture. And, uh, you know, Matthew McConaughey, just, you know, working for the city. Hey, you know, it's money in my pocket. It just, <laughs> it'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was way late to that one as well. I mean, within the last like five years was the first time I watched that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So you would have probably enjoyed it more the younger you would have been when you first experienced it. Cause yeah, the more I, you would identify yes, with yes. it, I guess. Yes. I've probably seen it 20 times or better throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, like I said, it's, I've seen it just within the last five years and yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from too. Like you're more that age and you, you probably connected with it more when it, when it first came out, yeah. but it came out in 1993. So it was fair game for tonight's topic. So absolutely. Beavis and butthead. I'll go with dazed <laughs> and confused. Well, I'll throw a, uh, a movie out there as well. How about that? So I keep a, uh, I, I've got a, a little envelope with uh, old movie stubs that I've kept. And our theater, our little two screen theater, didn't have like regular tickets where they print out the name of the film on there and stuff. It was just essentially those little like raffle tickets, you know? <laughs> that was you go to Walmart and buy a roll of 10,000. Right, 000. yeah. So I had to write on the back of most of these what movie I saw and when. So uh, this year, we had a pretty fun group at school, like a guys and girls group that would go out to movies. Four or five guys and four or five girls, we'd go out and see movies. And we got in, so this is 93, I'm uh, 17 years old or going on 17 years old and we got into a couple of r-rated movies and i looked back i knew i had the ticket it's for uh sylvester stallone and cliffhanger ah <laughs> we saw cliffhanger and my ticket was a little bit different than from the rest of them it wasn't that little raffle ticket and i pulled it out and it looks like i actually won tickets from the local radio station that i would go on to work for in a couple of years cool. Because it's got their, like, uh, a rubber stamp of WCPA, WQIX on the back. And it's got a date on there of April 20th, 93, which is, I think, when the movie theater would have issued them these passes. Because then down below it, I wrote Cliffhanger, and we went to see it on May 28th, 93. And I do remember going to see it and like the girls getting grossed out by that guy that gets pushed up on that stalactite. <laughs> uh, I mean, some of those parts were, you know, pretty gruesome, uh, even for that movie, but, uh, it was still, it, you know, weird, almost kind of a coming of age thing where you're, Hey man, I'm at a movie theater. I'm watching an R rated movie. Yeah. And nobody can do a thing about it. <laughs> you know, you feel like a badass or something. So that's a movie memory I have. The movie itself, I've gone back and watched a few times. It's not definitely not one of my favorites of Sylvester Stallone, but that's the memory I have surrounding it and fun that I still have that uh, ticket. I'll have to take a picture and put it up on Instagram or something. But Cliffhanger, man. Have yeah, you watched I, Cliffhanger? Oh, 
at least 20 times for that one, yeah, too. Okay. That's one of the movies I can throw on in the background or just half watch because I've mm-hmm. seen it so many times. I know what's happening. My eyes don't have to be on the screen the whole time. Uh, I like Cliff. I probably watched it in the last six months, actually. I yeah. know it's been on here recently at the house. So Yeah, I need to go back and watch it. Um, who is the bad guy in that? Um, John Malkovich? John, no, not John. No. Uh, um, yeah, I can see it from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> wow. Um. Anyway, I like him as a bad guy. I don't I haven't seen him too uh, in too many. John movies. Lithgow is it? John Lithgow. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Haven't seen him as the bad guy in too many movies. So it, would you he call him a, a bad guy. guy? Would you call him a bad guy in Footloose? Well, I mean, he's the. He's the protagonist. Antagonist. Or antagonist. Yeah. yeah. He's the Bible thumping preacher. So anyway. Oh, let's see where I want to go next. Uh, Food. We talked about this on one of these episodes before. I never knew that when Jurassic Park came out and McDonald's released (laughs) their dino sized fries and drinks, that that's where the. Super size started mm-hmm. because the success of the dino size was so good. They wanted to keep it, but the movie promotional, <laughs> they just changed it to super size. And I have to say, it's one of my favorite things from 1993 because up until they quit doing super size for all these years, I would always super size, at least my fries, maybe not always my drink or I'd super size it. Cause you had to, if you were super sizing, but I wouldn't drink all the drink, but the French fries to get super size, Fresh golden McDonald's French fries. Holy cow. Yeah. The quality of fries has fallen off in recent years, but man, when they were as good as they used to be and you could get super size, I just wish the promotion hadn't ended and that they had always been dino size. Instead <laughs> of, it just sounds cooler than it super does. size. Yeah. Yeah. You can bring back the dino size. Maybe dino at some size point, appetite. maybe at some point they'll do it again for another Jurassic world movie or something. That would be cool. Yeah, there's one coming around. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I was listening to uh, a little sidebar you and Tim last week on the show and talking about Top Gun getting pushed back, and you all were talking about how you wish they'd just, you know, stream or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise strikes me as one of those people who would have an ironclad contract that it had to go to a movie theater first. I just wonder, and, you know, knowing that COVID shutdowns are maybe looming again. They just keep pushing it back because of that. It could be. You would think, though, you would get more money by both places right now, having it available at home and there. But it could be part of that whole Scarlett Johansson thing, too. Maybe a lot of his money is tied into the profits that they get from movie theaters. Right. I was reading today that her lawyer is arguing that it has cost $50 million in potential revenue by launching it on Disney plus same time as a theater and not forcing people to go to the theater to see it. That's a big wow. chunk. Yeah, that is. That's a lot, man. I mean, if, if she's squabbling over half a million or something, uh, you know, you're already rich, but yeah, 50 million. If I'm her, I'd be a little upset too. Yeah. But I think these actors and actresses now, I think the whole game has changed where, they need to know this is the model and mm-hmm. work like 
somehow. But yeah, who knows? Get all your stuff up front, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. None of this tied to because you, yeah, you just don't know. You just don't know how well a a turnout you're going to get anymore. So anyway, all right. Uh, let's see. The next thing for me, I'm gonna f- switch over to uh, music for a minute. Probably my favorite album that came out in '93. I was over. No, I was uh, over the moon for. I could not get enough of it. Uh, Of course, MTV had a lot to do with uh, that and and its music videos. Aerosmith's "Living on the Edge." Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I could not get enough of that album. I bought a T-shirt at the county fair that year with the album cover on it. You know, it's the the cow utter with the pierced utter mm-hmm. cow with the pierced utter. I wore that for my uh, senior pictures. <clears throat> and <laughs> of course the only one that I have that my mother ordered from that whole uh, shoot is me sitting backwards in a chair with it on <laughs> and you can't see it. <laughs> the whole point of me buying that, you know, this is me. This is me. This is what I listen to. And oh, she never never understood Mom, that. You don't get it. Pierced Utters tells people who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it explains Jason. Yes. <laughs> Show me with the shirt or I'm gonna get a pierced utter. No, that was a really good album. It's like I mean, I know they've always been popular, but that was almost comeback form of sorts. Yeah, well Maybe. I they or maybe still, maybe not a comeback, but maybe it pushed them up a level. They, yeah, they definitely gained from that more than some of their other albums. I don't Absolutely. Know how to yeah, I mean, no, it's. It, I think it had a lot to do with those Alicia Silverstone videos. Yeah. Because, gosh, you know, there were we music were playing in, in those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one, yeah, you know, although the one with her and uh, Liv, his daughter, uh, as well. Uh, amazing and crying. They were mega hits, and yeah, I just uh, I couldn't get enough of the the videos, and I think it was the next album, the Armageddon one, where they actually had their first number one on the radio. But yeah, I think you're right; they just kind of teared it up till then, and then and now it's just you know where have they gone? Uh, they've gotten old. But <laughs> that that album, I it, it seems like I probably had it on continuous repeat that whole year or at least you know from when it when it came out till even beyond that um it's just one of those albums that i just immediately go back to high school with you know you remember those days when you only had the 12 songs that was on a cd to choose from gosh it's like seems like forever ago i know man (laughs) (laughs) i thought to an entire album imagine that you know I thought I was big time. And when I had the six pack CD changer in the truck. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, the phones and stuff, yeah. I've got Amazon prime unlimited. I have a million albums at my fingertips. Yeah. It's so cool. Or we live in a great never age. Listen to. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Let's change gears here. So 1993 was when Bane broke the Batman in comic books. Uh, the whole Nightfall, Night's Quest, Night's End, 
trifecta storyline trilogy there i was all in on because i had got really deep in the comic books with the death of superman and well actually while it was still going on nightfall kicked off it was in the third leg of the uh super well yeah the third leg of the death of superman storyline the reign of the supermen started the same month as nightfall started mm-hmm. but uh because they had so many different batman titles and the story was running through all of them there was a new issue a new part of the story every week that you could pick up so luckily where i lived you know it's too far to go to a comic book shop but the grocery store carried batman superman whatever so i was able to get this or if i couldn't afford it if i'd spent my allowance on other stuff mom's shopping trips lasted long enough that i could read the newest issue standing there (laughs) in the grocery store (laughs) but the whole nightfall storyline bane you know we saw doomsday come along and kill quote unquote superman Mm -hmm. but bane didn't kill batman he just snapped his back over his knee and left him laying in his own bat cave he solved batman's secret of his secret identity and tracked him down and we thought we were getting a new batman which i wasn't a fan of Azrael as batman like a lot of people were back then i'm still a bruce wayne loyalist but the whole story i thought was really well done and like we were talking about the robin coming out as uh, bisexual uh if you're doing it for shock value or gimmick it's one thing but the whole nightfall storyline was so well done and so well told that it it uh it I'm sure it was conceived as a gimmick to sell comic books, but they've done such a good job with it. It didn't feel like that. And I still, when I got my first color tablet, I went on Amazon and bought the collected volumes of the whole nightfall saga to read on it again. Nice. That's how big of a fan of them. (laughs) I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, of course, wasn't into comics then and, I have not gone back to read that one. That I'll have to put that one on a list to go back and and check out because I know they've tried to, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. They've tried to influence or uh, interject, you know, some of that storyline with Bane and and Batman and. Yeah, that was a very poor representation of the story. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Uh, it was. Yeah. The only thing it had in common was the Bane character. <laughs> <laughs> The beauty of the story was, though, that Bane was the smartest villain he had faced at that point because he staged a breakout at Arkham Prison and released all of Batman's arch enemies that Batman had to hunt down and get back into prison. And only when Batman was completely drained and worn down from that did Bane step forward to challenge him when he was mostly broken beforehand. That's just like a great heel wrestling move, too, you know. So yeah, it is a great storyline. Awesome. Well, I, I don't have anything to bounce off that, obviously, but let's uh, jump over to video games. Uh, I know you've got one from this year, but uh, maybe even more. What probably I played the most, it's kind of tied between two, maybe a 1A and a 1B, and that's Madden. Which in in 93, we we were probably playing Madden 93, but then when Madden 94 dropped, I think at the end of the year, maybe around Christmas time. Usually dropped about the beginning of the new football season. So the 90 football season was when 94 Madden would drop. Right. Right. So 94 and we were big into the NHL hockey as well. NHL Mm -hmm. 93 and 94 were great games. And I was into it obviously because the the penguins are on top 
But those two games, anytime a closer friend of mine that uh, was in my grade, we'd go over to each other's houses. And anytime we were over, it was either one of those two games. It was Madden, sometimes a little bit of Bulls versus Lakers and Bulls versus Blazers. But we loved the sports games. And Madden, we just had to play Madden. And we would turn the sound down on the television and then pop in a, a, an album we had, like Aerosmith or you know something else to play to. So that was a fun experience just going over and just playing hours on hours, seasons on seasons of it. I love the Madden franchise. The first one came out in 92 and my brother bought it for super Nintendo. And I was a fan from that point forward. Mm -hmm. Such a good game. And the fact that they kept evolving year over year, every year's game had new features. Without dropping previous features, they just built on itself through the years. That's right. When the when the passing windows went away, I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, the camera angle has changed. You can see downfield. You You can can see everything. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. But like other video football games, every video football game had some some sweet plays. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you just run over and over on your buddy that he couldn't stop. And you had to, you know, when you're playing defense, you had whichever player, you know, uh, was the quickest or, you know, that you always went to. And that game, I think it was 94, probably. Our whole goal was to get somebody off the field in the stretcher. They added that yeah. when, when people got hurt, the two little guys with the stretcher would come out and they'd give on and go off. And we figured out on the kickoff was the easiest way to do it we'd kick to like one of the corners of the end zones and we'd get control of the guy that was all the way over at the sidelines. And we would just sprint all the way down and then dive at just the right time to nail the guy as he's coming out of the end zone. And I'm probably at least three or four times during our little sit downs. when we play lots of games, we would bring that out. And that was just like the most incredible feeling. It was like, uh, when we're playing coach K basketball and you break the backboard, you know, it was just one of those moments <laughs> in the games where I can't believe this is in the game. This is so cool. And you're taking somebody on the stretcher, or you're busting stuff up, you know? Oh gosh. I loved Madden and NHL 94. I remember even in college. So like three years later, we had like a whole tournament. There was three or four of us guys that, pick teams and we, we were like playing a, a tournament with NHL 94. So that was a, a real popular game uh, for me for a long time. So I don't know if I've ever talked about it on here, but actually a guy who works for me now is my mm-hmm. brother's baby. all through the years used to run a Madden tournament and it was always the third Saturday in October. <laughs> so take that back. Cause that's the Alabama, Tennessee game. It wasn't on that day. I don't know what day he ran it on, but anyway, mm-hmm. it was 10 bucks to play and all the guys, and there would be a lot of people, like 40 people would show up to play. And, <laughs> uh, we ended up having to rent out a little community center in town for a while, but we would set up four or five sets of TVs and, and video yeah, game I systems know. and have all those games going at one time and girlfriends and wives, cause there were older guys that come, they would cook food, you know, finger food and appetizers. <laughs> nice. And we'd have at least one or two other televisions set up showing college football. So uh-huh. when you weren't in, you go get you a snack, watch the game, sit around and talk. And they kept records. We had a record book. 
most points scored in the game, most points scored in the quarter, <laughs> most sacks in the game. And we kept those records through the years. Oh, wow. Uh, I had one record for a while, uh, biggest win. This kid showed up, and I drew him in the first round. And he was a little older than I was, but he wasn't a gamer. He's like, I've never played before. I'm like, it's all right. It's easy. I beat that <laughs> oh, no. kid. I beat that kid 72 to eight in the first round. <laughs> wow. It was good times. Yeah, man. But we'd, uh, you'd, everybody would pay five or 10 bucks and winner take all at the end of the evening. Oh, we'd wow. start at noon and it would go to about 10 o'clock at night before it all finished up. <laughs> but, and, you know, you're just hanging around with 40, 50 dudes watching college football and they'd holler for you. Hey, Mick, you're up, you know, and you go play your game and. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A <laughs> hey, little sidebar. I just got an email today out of the blue from somebody I had not known sending me just a little press release. And it's around a Tech Mobile documentary. They released I saw a, you throw something about yeah, that I, in the lounge. I, they have a trailer out. It's not really much of anything. It's just a bunch of old um, NFL footage. And at the end, there's a few guys huddled around a TV playing Tecmo Bowl. So they didn't really go into much detail. So I guess it's more of a teaser. But that sometime in 2022, they're looking to release uh, some kind of Tecmo Bowl documentary. And I know for years, like early on when uh, I got into Rediscover the 80s, I found the uh, some kind of Tecmo Bowl account on Twitter and they release like somehow with the software or whatever they have new tech mobile games every year and update the players. Oh, so, so it's still like, you know, your original tech mobile style, but the new players, uh, I don't know how that all works out, but I, there's some tournament too, just like you were saying with Madden, that it probably still goes on to this day. And that's probably what the documentary is going to cover, but. Tecmo Bowl is another one of those football games that people still love to play. Man, uh, in that tournament too, people, especially the years when they started adding the classic teams to the Madden games, like Super Bowl winning, like you could be the 85 Bears yeah. or whatever. Uh, people took that crap serious. They'd go in and take like a 1970s Raiders team and move the cornerbacks to wide receiver for more speed and stuff. <laughs> it was... And then when they started, it really ramped up with like PlayStation and PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. When you design your own playbooks, oh yeah. Because then everybody was bringing their own playbooks, and you had <laughs> no idea what was coming at you. You know, just all this wild and crazy stuff that you'd never seen before on the game, and it was a lot of fun. It needs to happen again. I need to yeah, get back into yeah. Madden. Well, my last thing. uh, we're going with one of my favorite personalities of all time. Starcade 93, Ric Flair won his 10th world title, beating my favorite wrestler that year, Big Van Vader, for the world title at Starcade in mm-hmm. a brutal, brutal match. Vader beat the piss out of Ric Flair that yeah. night. Uh, knocked the tooth out of his head and busted oh, his nose and mouth. And Vader was just a tight, stiff worker anyway. But Flair never complained, but he won his... Did I say 10th? Is that said yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would probably be his 10th. In Charlotte, North Carolina, in his hometown, the 10th anniversary of Starcade. It was just one of those great nights. WCW was having a down year financially. And a lot of people say creatively, but I, 
the in-ring stuff was pretty good all year long. They had some some bad guys there, but they were it's because they were young and the match quality wasn't that great. But we're talking about people like Booker T and Harlem Heat and these guys that eventually went on to be great. So they can only be so bad. But yeah, to watch Ric Flair, and it was crazy. I was a huge Vader fan because he just beat up everybody. He'd been champion all year, but it was title versus career. Flair was going to retire. And I'm like, well, I don't want him to retire, (laughs) but don't really want Vader to lose either. So I was torn that night, but it was a good night though. Yeah. I like, I don't know what it was about Vader. Just going back through some of the old, I I guess probably when he was over in the WWF, uh, he was just still fun to watch. I think. But yeah, he was a he shell was of himself then, though. Probably, if you yeah. liked him then, if you liked him then, you would have loved him in like '93. Yeah. I need to go, go back watch to some watch. of that on the cock and uh, some of the old WCW stuff. I actually pulled up some old uh, world class wrestling this week. We can talk about uh-huh. that in. Uh, well, what are we watching uh, in after hours? But yeah, I don't know. Just kind of out of the blue, I'm like, let me watch some wrestling. I didn't know where to go, so. Maybe Starcade 93. I'll have to check that out. Well, most of the show's not real good, but that final match, that's well worth just fast forwarding to the end and watching. All it. right. All right. So I'm going to do one more here. Um, gosh, where do I go? There's some real kind of quirky stuff in 93. <laughs> uh, could go with the fun one. I think I'm going to go with the sentimental one to end. And this was the time when my dad and I were huge into NASCAR. And since I'm talking to you too, Mickey, I know you'll get on that. But um, yeah, so we were huge into NASCAR. I'm the Dale Earnhardt fan. He's the Daryl Waltrip fan. We have fun just watching races every Sunday. And this year's Daytona 500 in 93 was the Dale and Dale show. Uh, Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt Mm -hmm. going back and forth the whole race. And yet another year where Dale Earnhardt has uh, something weird go wrong. He runs out of gas or he has to pit with three laps to go to get gas and then blows his engine coming out of the pits. Just uh, and Dale Jarrett went on to win, I think, by 11 seconds or something I read. Anyway, the call in the booth was real fun. So you had Ned, Ned Jarrett. Jarrett. Yep. Yeah, I remember Dale's, that. Dale's uh, dad as the announcer and calling the the final lap there and, and, you know, waiting for his son to get to the finish line to win the Daytona 500. And I think it was even the next week he went and like apologized for, I mean, gosh, your father, your son, you can understand he wants him to win. And as a professional commentator, you're supposed to be neutral, but I, I think everybody, understood that even though he uh, i think he even apologized to dale earnhardt as well but that call i do remember watching that with my dad and just the uh excitement of him his, watching his son cross the finish line i think i was, can uh, still really see fun. it in my mind right now yeah, i mean that I call has stuck out with me too because he's got like both fists up yes and he's and he's real animated dale jarrett wins the daytona 500 yeah that was great. I do remember that too. Yeah, very cool yeah. moment uh, in sports. And ninety-three NASCAR was really depressing, though, when it was all said and done <laughs> with Wiki and Davy Allison both passing away. That was yeah. that was pretty sad that year. 
Yeah, I had forgot about that. That was uh, that was both the same year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But you know, the I was going to say the only other time I can think of that is actually what was it the uh, 2001 Daytona when Dale died, and you're watching Daryl commentate as Michael goes across the finish line, yep. and he's so excited. Crying. He crying. was crying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got so. it, buddy. You got him, buddy. There is crying yeah. in NASCAR, believe it or not. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But that was just a great moment. That, And I remember, again, my dad did not watch sports with me. That was like the only thing we would really watch together as far as sports go. And, you know, that's what we shared together and watching that moment together. I, I remember that pretty vividly. Yeah. So. I love NASCAR back in the early 90s. Well, mostly all through the 90s, but... The early days was just so great. There is a, for people like us who like that era of NASCAR, they have that series of videos on YouTube. Well, that's where they're at now, but they're called The Day. I don't know if you've ever seen those videos or not. I don't believe so. They've got one called The Day. Uh, it was the 1979 Daytona 500, the first one broadcast on TV. That's where the big fight with Kel Yarbrough and uh, Donnie Allison in the infield on the last lap but there's one from 92 uh the day it's the first nascar night race and how they lit a mile and a half super speedway and that was fascinating and it's cool. somehow how dale earnhardt they would put him out there to test it because he could tell you where the glares were he said you know they put other drivers out there and it's like i don't know somewhere there in turn three i was catching a little something in my eye and said Dale would go out there and be like, that fourth panel there on the inside of turn three, you need to tilt it about five degrees up and it'll be perfect. <laughs> and they'd go fix it and everybody would yeah. run and be like, oh, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so he was the, the guinea pig. But, yeah. uh, but those videos are great. Yeah. Well, that's why you're going to, you know, ask somebody to do something like that. You've won all those Winston Cups and, you know, every little detail of the track, where to go. I mean, but <laughs> who else maybe you going to ask? Well, but maybe that's part of why he was so good. When they would use him for stuff like that, then it was set the way he wanted it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Regardless true. of what everybody else thought, it was the way Dale wanted it. Mm -hmm. Dale wants things the way he wants them for a reason, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like Michael Jordan, you know, yeah. setting up people to uh, practice with them so he can learn their moves and their routines and mm -hmm. exploit them. So yeah, man. All right. Well, I think, uh, that was a real fun trip there through 1993. Some fun experiences we talked about and just, uh, I don't know. It's just, there's something about that time. Like when you're in high school and you feel a little bit young again, you know, talking about, uh, remembering and some of these experiences and it's mm -hmm. good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. Well, we're going to head back inside the time machine, travel back to the present day, tell you what's coming up on after hours tonight. All right, we are back from 1993. We uh, hope you enjoyed some of the things we loved from that year. Great times, uh, great memories. 
and uh, I'm sure you have some too if you're listening to us. So we'd love to hear those this week on Twitter at Tier and Social. Find us at RD80s and at Yesterdayville for our personal accounts as well. And uh, subscribe to us and rate us if you have not yet. Over there on Apple Podcasts helps us move up the charts. And we also do a show coming up later tonight on Patreon at 6 p.m. Eastern called After Hours. If you have not heard this, we do have a uh, free preview in our feed for you to check out. But uh, each week we just sometimes we bounce off the topic. Sometimes we don't. But uh, this week we're going to have. Well, we're kind of going to bounce off the topic. We're going to stay in 1993. Mm -hmm. I am going to file right now on Slack. I pulled out my TV Guide Fall preview from 1993 because in it, it had a nice one-page grid of all the channels and every night of the week, the primetime lineups. And we're going to go through it and talk about what you and I were would be watching at that point in time of our life each night, bouncing, changing channels and stuff. So awesome. Talk about the TV shows from 1993. All right. I'm looking forward to that. See what was all uh, on for all the prime time in 1993 should be really fun so join us over there on patreon tonight patreon.com forward slash the retro network some great bonus content as well uh you can get over to our slack channel as mick just said the vip lounge check out uh, all the fun community over there and all of our staffers who just share life together really fun also get some uh, early access we got uh, episode four of our thrift store horde coming up and we give early access to all of our VIPs. So come over there and join us. Uh, if you're not over there this week, we will see you right back here next week in time. Yeah, I think we can pull a crap ton of episodes for all these years and Mm -hmm. more great stuff from 1993 yeah even more great stuff from 1993 this has been a presentation of the retro network